It's time to watch The Muppets with special guest John Denver. I know my yeah. You, do you feel like Georgie? Like when yeah, you I do. walk down Main Street from the comic shop, are you like scared to see a clown in the sewer? God forbid I should see a little paper boat, <laughs> a, a paper. What is that? A fold? Yeah, like a, it's paper, a paper boat. Yeah, a folded paper boat. Um, Megan Douglas. It's time to watch the Muppets. Woo! It's time. I like sat down to watch the Muppets today, and I was like. Wow, I feel like I haven't watched The Muppets in ages. No, same. Like, se- like, you know, no. loaded up the Disney Plus, put on... Two episodes. The, yeah. Spoils. Yeah, we do two episodes. So we watched time. the John Denver episode of The Muppet Show. You think you're John fucking Denver, don't you? <laughs> Airing in the UK on December 14th, 1979, and in the US on September 20th, 1979. So we got this episode before the UK did. He has a big mouth, doesn't he? He has a very Muppety appearance to himself, Yeah, I too. thought so, yeah. I know. So, like, I was kind of excited to start this episode, right, from, like, so here's my, like, pre-thoughts, is, like, John Denver, like, very famously recorded a Christmas album with the Muppets, you know? So, oh, no, Megan, you just shook as if you didn't know that factoid. I didn't factoid. know that factoid. Really, yeah. I'm learning about the Muppets every day, Jack. Yeah, so John Denver records an album with the Muppets. Let's see if I can get a date on when that album comes out. A complete Christmas album. Um, in 19... Oh, sorry. 1990, the album gets reissued. Oh, 1990. <laughs> Where is I was like, the Ugh. album? In 1979, they recorded a Christmas album. So that was... This so this is kind of an episode three. to celebrate. Yeah, it says, recorded a Christmas album in the summer of 79 with the Muppets called A Christmas Together. Wow. Yeah. And then... Um, they're going to have they have a Christmas special in 79 as well called John Denver and the Muppets at Christmas Together which I think maybe we should have to find now cuz like we watched Emmett Otter in order with our Christmas last year and we have to watch the John Denver special Absolutely. now in order with this Christmas Absolutely That rules. we can push back and save the Christmas carol for like, yeah, last Yeah we can keep we've holding seen it that. And like I don't know, I get in a Christmassy mood. I want to watch a lot of Christmas shit. Yeah, we could, we could take. I'm a- in a Halloween mood right now. I oh watched Halloween stuff lately. I watched Halloween stuff yesterday and today as well. Should we start the episode and then backtrack? It's up to you. Okay, I'm gonna start. Okay. Why don't you get me Cold open. Waldorf stops by the dressing room to try and rescue John Denver from having to do the show. He is shocked to learn that John actually wants to appear You're too on the Muppet show, show. John, what did he say? Let me help you get away so you don't have to do this crummy show. Come on. <laughs> Wait a minute. I I, I want to work with the Muppets. You do? Well, yeah. I, I think this is a terrific show, Waldorf. You're beyond help. <laughs> but yeah, that he comes backstage. He's like, you got to get out of here. You what are you doing Waldorf here? Waldorf are so out of the box. They're, they are out of the box, man. The opening sketch of this episode was like a very strange delight to me for some reason. They um, <clears throat> introduced, of course, by Beauregard saying like that the set's not ready oh, at yeah. all. He's such a dope. And then Kermit's like, well, does it look like a battlefield? And Beauregard's like, oh, yeah, 
Yeah, it looks... No, no, no. Beauregard <laughs> was like, it's not ready. It looks like a battlefield. And Kermit's like, that's what it's supposed to look like. And then Beauregard's <laughs> like, oh, it's ready. Cool. Perfect. Yeah. So then a group of whatnot soldiers sing an anti-war version of Why Can't We Be Friends? Representatives of several countries and time periods are there. As is Crazy Harry. Statler and Waldorf put an end to the song by shooting at the cast. Of course, they were shooting blanks. Maybe. I remember there being a lot of, like, fake French accents. I watched this episode with my wife this morning, and I was like, oh my god, I love that Crazy Harry is just, like, in this sketch. Like, there's no other, like, you want to say real Muppets. It's all the whatnots that are, like, dressed in, like, as, like, Roman guards and all sorts of, like, German soldiers, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then there's Crazy Harry, and Liz goes... He's supposed to represent, like, Vietnam veterans, right? (laughs) And I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. In his, like, green coat. Not the Cuban Missile Crisis? (laughs) Oh, definitely. Maybe, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This episode, I feel like, already started off pretty strong. This episode definitely started off strong. And, um, well, next we go backstage. And I have a note for you with a quick question. So backstage, Kermit announces that John Denver has invited the Muppets on a weekend camping trip in the swamp. It'll be a weekend in the swamp! I just remembered I got a basketball game on Saturday. Yeah, and the band's got three extra gigs this weekend. Yeah, and uh, I signed up for a seminar on mildew. Scooter plays basketball. There's no way that Scooter is in any way athletic. Scooter is a referee for basketball. He is a referee. He is the he's he's like the water boy, boy, towel boy. Absolutely no. He's giving the Gatorade bottles to people. Flipping the little numbers on the scoreboard. There's no way he's playing basketball. No, no, no. If he if he is, I picture him sitting on the bleachers. Like, waiting and waiting. And someone underneath the bleachers ties his sneakers together, you know? So then he finally gets called in and he falls flat on his face because his shoes are tied together. I like that. I was trying to rack my brain. I was like, wait, football doesn't have a kicker. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how Uh they always make fun of the football kicker. (laughs) All you have to do is kick the ball. Just one job, man. A wonderful thing has just happened. Our Kermie has offered to take us on a visit to his homeland overnight. I think we should all be grateful to him. Uh, well, thank you very much, Miss Piggy. Mm-hmm. Besides, a weekend in the swamp will be very healthy for you all. Uh, just how do you figure that? If you go, I won't put you in the hospital. <laughs> Let's go pack those knapsacks, guys. Yes, <sighs> I wonder if they have room service. Meg. I think Miss Piggy's had some work done since we last saw her last season. Girl, Miss Piggy's been touched by an angel. Don't you think she looks a little different this season? She definitely looks a little different. Her eyes a little dreamier. Her hair a little flowier. Mm-hmm. Her her complexion a little Miss Piggier. Yeah, for sure. She looks like maybe successful box office numbers have maybe gotten, the, yeah, gotten them a little bit better budget this season. She, yep, she's using her money uh, to make herself look a little bit better. I mean... Better. We're in season four now. We're a full-fledged hit. Everyone loves She's this show. She's a star. She is a star. She's about to like put out like her aerobics tape and all that shit that she oh, like yeah, she eventually really ends up doing, and uh, a calendar and all She's that weird that stuff. She's got that lace front wig now. <laughs> uh huh. Oh my god! And then the next one, we we go into a whole thing with more wigs and oh, shit yeah. that she has in the next episode. Oh yeah. So uh, don't spoil the next episode. Whoa, Megan! Here's the perfect segue. Speaking of wigs and shit, 
Did you watch Hocus Pocus 2 over the weekend? I watched Hocus Pocus 2 yesterday while I was getting ready. And then I also watched it again this morning when I was at my brother's house watching oh, no. the kids. Yeah. So I I loved it. I, really I have did. to tell I you, I was, was so shocked fun. that I liked it so much. It was great. Was it like, was just as bad as the first one. I'm like, thank God they're making fun of the first one. Though, yes. With the virgin thing. Mm-hmm. But they didn't make fun of like, hey, Hollywood, give me your sneakers. <laughs> Because I think that is so, it's so lame. It's so 90s, like, cool kid. Oh, oh yeah. You're from California. Hey, Hollywood. Yeah. Ho- Hollywood. Oh, the, the coolest possible thing you could be is from Hollywood, right? So lame. That movie. I did miss Thor Birch, and I did miss the fact that the cat didn't have a role in this But they movie. kept showing the cat as if I, it was going to have a role, well, right? We'll see, because obviously they set up for a new Hocus Pocus the new gen. Yeah, the new batch. Yeah, the, the new next batch. Generation. The new, next generation. So I really enjoyed it. I thought it was like bad in all the same ways and great in all the same ways. Like when when they were like pawing through like the um, the healthcare, like the, the like skincare that part in Walgreens. And Kathy and Jimmy takes a bite out of a face mask oh, and yeah. says it's a child's face. And she starts eating it like it's like a... Oh my god, remember those like tw- those things? A fruit roll-up. A fruit roll-up. <laughs> yes. She starts eating it like it's a fucking fruit roll-up. I was literally cackling when they were in the, oh in my the god. store and she was drinking the uh, <laughs> serums and things. I was like, "Oh my god, this is and then fucking those, hilarious." Those kids dressed like as them for yeah. Halloween come up Selfies. and take a picture of them with like a filter on their camera so they think that it's working and everything. So good. I oh was thinking god. the whole time while I was watching it, I was like, "Do I want to watch Sister Act 1?" And I like I never think to watch Sister Act 1 because it was like Sister Act 2 because Lauren Hill. But Sister I was Act like, two. "Sister Act 1." I'm like I just want to see Kathy Najimy in more things. Like, yeah, I like her so much. We talk about Kathy Najimy a lot, also, because I told you about that weird Dr. Seuss movie yeah. with her, oh right? Oh my god, she, I think you watched some I, of it. I at watched least. some of it. Yeah, because it's bad. It's terrible. <laughs> I did watch some of it. Um, but Kathy Najimy is like one of those character actors that I feel like doesn't get work like she did in the '90s, and I yeah. don't know if it's by choice. But if it is, if it's not by choice. Give Kathy and Jimmy work. She's fucking awesome. She is awesome. She needs, like, you want to see her, like, on screen work, right? Like, yes. Because she on was, screen she work. She was Peggy Hill on King of the Hill for, you know, a hundred years or whatever. And I know. I knew you were going to be so surprised with this. There's, like, a whole generation of people who are just now figuring that out, too. Kathy Najimy was is Peggy, Peggy Hill. Hill. Yeah. Bobby! Yeah. That Peggy Hill? Yep. The very... So like, I hate that I like that show. That show, it's it holds up, man. It's very I funny. Fucking, will watch that. I'll be like, I don't want to watch this dumb show, and then uh-huh. I'll watch it, and, and I'll it's be like, like <laughs> Boom, Harris, like, this is what I'm I fucking saying. love that show, yeah. and I'm like, why? Everything about it's great. I I like am mad at myself. That I, I like, can't oh. think about people like I had a customer in the store the other day tell me that he had gout and his gout was acting up, <laughs> and it reminded me of when uh, Bobby Hill gets gout and he can't take Connie to the dance and he has the motor scooter and he just he he gets gout because he won't stop going to the new deli that opened down the block and he's just eating those preservatives yes. in the meat. Yes, he cannot stop himself. And they basically tell him, like, if you don't stop eating this, your gout's not going to go away. And he chooses, basically, like, gout? pastrami over taking Connie to the dance. Ew, can you imagine eating that much pastrami? Right? It's, it's so disgusting. disgusting. That, like, a hot dog can make you, like, 
sicker than just like a tummy ache than than just you know the, sh- the bubble guts. Yeah, it can literally like it can make your foot weird. Bitch, Gross. it can give you cancer in ten, like twenty years. <laughs> it's insane. Uh, the nitrates. But, What's in them that's so bad? In what? Hot dogs? Hot dogs and like, and like deli, deli meat. meat. Yeah, it must be nice... some sort of preservative, yeah. right? Because it's not good. I mean, I'm not saying a sandwich isn't the most delicious thing ever. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's great. Oh. The junk I ate growing up, can I just tell you? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I, I know. My parents were not monitoring me. I They would get me like a 12-pack of vanilla Coke, uh... You know, the cans, it would be gone in two days. And it, was, it was me chugging was fucking time, vanilla man. Coke. Uh-huh. Who lets somebody drink that much soda? That is too much soda. Oh, I can't control her. She does whatever she wants. You're the fucking parent. You're buying it for me. Isn't it crazy that we, we're like the last of the generation. I can't control them. Like literally, that was a subject on like Maury Povich. Well, when like, you're... I can't control my teenage daughter. And it's like, whatever, whatever. You know, yeah. like, yeah, that's not a thing anymore, right? Well, you know what's hard though too it's like when you're smarter than your parents on the internet like oh. nowadays at least parents like know to like originally set them up with child locks mm-hmm. and things like that but like you think these tablet kids are safer I would fuck even <laughs> with my brother growing up he would like make the internet like connected directly to his video game so I couldn't access the internet so uh-huh. like I would fuck with him and I changed like all sorts of codes on him and things <laughs> like that Oh God! The internet doesn't work. I'd be like, <laughs> I can't get on my head. You gonna try to pull one over on me? And <laughs> <laughs> guess who paid attention in yeah, some classes? Yeah. Better at school than you are. <laughs> Sucks to be you. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Back to John Denver. John sings garden song amidst 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 a garden of flowers and vegetables. This was cute. I'm like. I saw him enter the scene, and I was like, I don't really have total interest in listening to John Denver music, but then I saw that watermelon on the floor, oh, and yeah, I was like, I the vegetables you know. are going to yeah, sing. I I'm saw like, the okay, flower, okay, and I knew. Okay. I was like, I want to oh, yeah. see the watermelon sing. I'm excited. What? Remember, <laughs> like, we talked about um, those CDs when we were growing up? There was a John Denver one, or there was I, one with John Denver on I'm it. I'm going to California. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was a part of the commercial. Was, yeah. Yes, that was the John Denver song on one of those CDs. Wow. Of our childhood. I'm going to insert that commercial, hopefully, right here. His unforgettable songs touched a whole generation. It's good to be back. Now, Heartland Music presents the very best of John Denver. Sunshine. Sunshine. On my shoulder. Annie's songs. Country Roads. 30 classics. Country Roads. 30 of your favorite John Denver songs. Life ain't nothing but a funny, funny riddle. Thank God I'm a But remember, it's not in stores. So order now. Call 1-800-306-5100. Use your credit card or send check or money order for $19.98 for cassettes or $24.98 for two CDs plus $3.50 shipping to John Denver, P.O. Box 2666, Atlanta, Georgia. Please find it. <sighs> so next, Miss Piggy expresses her excitement about their camping trip to Kermit. Uh, yeah, well, very good, Miss Piggy. But you must remember that camping can be tough because we're going to be roughing it. Oh, I know. That is why I'm only bringing... 
four long dresses, and of course uh, a dozen pairs of shoes, and uh, some après swim togs, and my sun visor spectacles. Piggy, Piggy, you you can't carry all that stuff. Carry? I do not intend to carry anything. Oh, but, but campers carry everything they need. Look, c- come, come here a second. What? What? See, for instance, Floyd here has just packed his backpack. See that? You expect moi to carry that heavy thing? Sure, that's how you go camping. Forget it. I am not going. Okay, as you will. Piggy refuses to go along and carry her own luggage. That is until Kermit agrees to give Annie Sue a swimming lesson when they arrive to the swamp. Then Piggy is How old is Annie Sue? Annie Sue is probably 18 in four days. I just, I'm going to say like she is over the legal limit, Megan. Don't try to make any suggestions. Kermit is probably well into his 30s though. Kermit! The fuck? Kermit should stay in his own lane. Stay in your own lane. Piggy is interested. But also Annie Sue, Peggy Sue, whatever her name is. Her name is Annie Sue. This is another thing that I Back explained to my wife this morning. Back the off uh-huh. of Kermit. She. Nope. She knows what she's doing. Nope. Back off. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. And I gotta say, some reason, it's not working. Like, she's trying to flirt with Kermit to, like, I would suppose, to get, like, in more sketches or. She thinks that perm looks good. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. All it does is help you differentiate between the two of them. Piggy's got straight hair. Annie Sue's got curly hair. I'd take Piggy any day over Annie oh, Sue. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Annie Sue, I mean, she's she's got nothing on Piggy. Piggy's the real star. She did. I mean, Annie Sue tried to open up The Muppet Show a couple weeks ago, and it was no good. We just watched The Muppet Movie. Where was Annie Sue? She Not wasn't in there. It. She wasn't there. Not in it. She wasn't there. But also, I'm worried because, like, that woman wasn't in it at all. Was she in it at all? I don't know. <laughs> I think she had to have been. That Maybe woman? She, yeah. That woman? What's her name? The one woman in the Muppets. I, I know, should remember I know, her name, I but know, I don't know. I know. Louise Gold. Louise Gold. Yeah. That woman? Is she British or is she American? Maybe she went home to see her family. Maybe. Or maybe she stayed in England. Where did they film it? Probably in Hollywood. Louise Gold is a British woman. I Hollywood. believe it says here that... Um, maybe she couldn't get a visa. She worked extensively in British musical theater. Okay. I don't know if Where the audience I? could hear the old-timey music in the background, but I literally Coming feel like... Coming out of a gramophone? I'm in a fucking time warp. I'm like, I feel like I'm in an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? And something, like, really bad's gonna oh happen. Oh, my God. Yeah, did you bring... Like, is that, like, well, table you have this that you yellow brought... Coat and, and you brought that haunted-ass fake bowl of fruit, you yeah. know, like, something. <laughs> Look at how ridiculous that looks. So next, the Swedish chef tries to prepare squirrel stew. Megan, this was the sketch of the episode, in my opinion. The Swedish chef tries to prepare squirrel stew, but must first capture a squirrel. Yeah, he chases okay. one about. He finds himself face to face with a cleaver-wielding bear. When he looks down the barrel of the camera and he goes, oh, to shake the tree. So he can <laughs> shake the tree and, and the squirrel like, ah, and yeah. the squirrel falls out. It's very Oh, funny. my God. I loved that so much. When this opened, I don't think we had seen... The wide arms and coat of the Swedish chef no, ever we before, have, right? We have not. That was a full was top sheet, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> it's a twin size sheet, <laughs> yeah. That like fully encompasses <laughs> um, uh, Jim and Frank, I guess, right? They have to hide under his body, <laughs> the hands and the mouth. 
That was so strange. I don't know why they presented him like that. Like, why would you, you know, like, you can't tell when he's all, like, fluffed around, you know, but spreading him wide like that, it looked very strange. It did look strange, but I'm I'm glad I saw it. Yeah. It's like when we saw that guy's face in season one. I am glad I saw it, but honestly, if I think about it in my mind, it's like a photographic memory. I yeah. can see it perfectly. Yeah, me and too. And it's fucking creepy. <laughs> Especially because we were watching it with the old DVDs that had like the pop-up <sighs> Muppet information. And I feel like it really focused it in on it video. for us. Do you, like, I don't know. I'm really excited that we're doing season four. What are you like most hopeful for for this season? Oh, I really hope that they just kind of refine things a little bit more. And they, ugh, I, I have to say, like... I like this episode with John Denver, but I would I had hoped that they would have used him like more integrated with the Muppets and his music. Kind of like, like how they did with Paul Williams. Yeah. Something a little bit more interesting. Yeah. I didn't think that his interaction with the Muppets was all that interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it was a good episode. I just don't think that like his connection with the Muppets was nothing like Gilda's connection with the Muppets yeah. or even why is that still the pinnacle like Gilda Radner is and the Muppets mu- must have just been a Muppet like she she really was it was her first day on earth as a human being that yeah. day she had been a Muppet every other day before that you know it's true it was so natural and so real and now you're right we really haven't been met by that kind of energy no, we haven't I'm hoping that we'll see someone else bring that. So are you hoping for anything? This season, I really, I cannot wait to get to the 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 trilogy is what I'm calling it right now. I want to watch the Star Wars episode so bad. Yes. I really want to see Christopher Reeves. I want to see if he plays Superman in the yeah. episode. I want to see the Linda Carter. I want to see her as Wonder Woman. Do you think that Grover will guest star? Oh my God, Megan. I didn't even think of that. If Grover shows up as Super Grover in either of those episodes. How wonderful would that be? Can we go back in time if they don't and just like try and talk to, to them. Yes. Just be like, guys. And you by guys, guys, I mean Jim and Frank. There's a superhero that Grover. exists already. Bring him. Go get him. Go get him. Just, like, like, listen. They're giving you so much money. Hop on one of those planes. Yeah. Fly to New York. Yeah. EWR. <laughs> get out at Newark. Go into the city. Yes. Get that Grover and bring Grover to London. Heathrow. Who knows when? I don't know when Newark Airport was built. I have no idea. We're I'm so, sure in the 70s. We're so young. Or the 60s, yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> okay, so now backstage. Gonzo asks John for advice. They're both in the same field. This, <laughs> I, I got it, but I didn't get it. It was like, I'm asking for advice because we're both in the same field, meaning I can talk to you. But he asked him about like something totally random. Gonzo, I think... He's seeing him as a peer, right? That they're we're like, peers. you know, we're, yeah. yeah. John tries to tell him about how to be a good singer, saying he must take care of his throat. But Gonzo stops him, saying he needs help with his garden. So maybe this is also he watched John's first segment, maybe. Oh, and yeah. And he's trying to, you know, Gonzo's brain does not work A to B; it works A to C or D. Yeah, you know, like there's no. That's he true. has that he has that you know Gonzo brain. He definitely has the gonzo brain. So he asks John for help with his gardening. The problem being that his garden is plotting against him. When Gonzo leaves to take care of the garden, John sings a line of, Nobody knows the truffles I've seen. 
I thought that was funny. And I liked all the fungus. Uh, all the, like all the different. Like the they were mushroom. Yeah, they not were all, the same. They, yeah. yeah, they were really cool looking. And if, I felt like if they did this episode now, it'd be really cool because I feel like mycology in general is like, actually like, I was reading that amateur mycologists, like so people who like experiment and study fungus, like all mm. sorts of fungus, um, actually people were discovering new species and made it even more popular and i got this book called radical mycology and it's all like promoting that amateur mycologists are almost more equipped to study new fungi than professionals because there's no funding in it professionally (laughs) my wife watches a next time one of them comes up i'll ask her to send it to you if you hadn't seen them yet she watches this woman on instagram reels who um, forages for mushrooms. Oh, really? And she eats them? Or? Okay. And yeah, she calls one type of mushroom chicken of the woods. And she like, shows, <laughs> she like finds these mushrooms and she like is very careful to only harvest what she needs. She doesn't over harvest them. She doesn't, you know. Yeah. And then she then will take them and show you, in her opinion, the best way to prepare that to eat. Or to do whatever so cool. else. They're really cool videos. So it's funny that she calls something the chicken of the woods. I wonder if it's the it's called hen something. Mm-hmm. And it grows everywhere on trees and it's very noticeable. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what it's called. But I wonder if that's it. You yeah. have to send me this. Yeah, I have to. I Every now and then I'll hear her, you know, watching one of the videos. It's very and they're, cool. they're like kind of funny and they're always like, I don't know, super educational about like how to yeah. find this, what woods, what climate what everything you know so i started getting into like mycology before i went to grad school so like 2018 2017 Mm -hmm. i think um and that was because i was reading an article that had to do with the fact that fungi can eat and digest plastic yeah and like this very specific fungi out of like the um, rainforest in Brazil uh-huh. can basically eat and digest plastic and yeah. make it into a byproduct that's supposedly edible, but I wouldn't eat it. Like, that's insane. So like my idea was like, okay, can you make it into another like plastic-like component? So it's like the fungi eats plastic and then it creates this byproduct, and then that's made into a container that acts as plastic that is biodegradable, but also has yes, like more nutrients it's... than plastic did. Because uh-huh. bio- there's a problem with biodegradable plastic, and the problem is that it doesn't add anything back to the soil. Okay. So you literally have to pay somebody who takes compost to take compost with the plastic in it. So yeah. it's better than regular plastic, uh-huh. but as of right now... it will break down... But it doesn't... It doesn't fully break down. It never fully no. breaks down. Yeah. It's interesting. There's no plastic, real plastic solution. That's why I think if you put it through an organism that can digest it, yeah. and then it becomes a byproduct, maybe gradually then we can do something with it. Mm-hmm. So that got me really into mycology and fungus, and um, that's when I got that book, Radical Mycology. But, I mean, I've dropped off a bit from it because I've learned more about, like, the limitations of these things and, and you know, how, that it's kind of difficult and that I would need, like, a ton of VC money and yeah, all that. People would rather feel good about doing certain things like having biodegradable plastic or using, you know, different plastics. But in reality, we're just... 
we're not taking full accountability. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. We're, we're being account. We put a Band-Aid. Oh, we're yeah. being accountable enough and people yeah, are like, Jersey, I feel good. With, plastic I feel good about myself. We, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that I do this or I recycle, it's like from working at a company like TerraCycle, I've learned a lot about the recycling industry and mm-hmm. how a lot of it is just like making a person feel good. Just because you recycle your products or, or your plastic doesn't mean that your town or that plastic will actually get recycled. Yeah. And you'd be surprised how much of it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Isn't that sad? It's such not a not to say bummer. like don't recycle. Recycle, yeah. keep doing it. Yeah. But it's just because more complicated. Doing the little bit that you're doing is still better than not Let's, doing anything. Recycling right? like, is a for profit industry. Mm-hmm. So just remember that. Yeah. If you people are only gonna recycle products that they can make money off of. And they mm-hmm. can't make money off of the recycled output. Yeah. They're not gonna recycle it. And when you sell composted dirt to somebody, uh-huh. you sort of have to make sure that there's all sorts of nutrients in there. And then if you say, oh, there's a bunch of uh, biodegradable plastic in here. Yeah. It's like they're wasting their nutrient resources to break down things for this plastic to like sort of cover it up. But it never really goes away. Uh-huh. So it's a little more complicated. Oh. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? It is. It's like I mean, also- I'm not saying I use biodegradable plastic for my compost bins, so we have yeah. like a little thing, but it's just not a perfect solution. Yeah, we'll find out. And, and you know, look, th- this is the good thing about human beings: is eventually we find a way. And I think and that we will be able to this- find a way now, but you have I'll- to be able to make money. But even a lot of these advances have only come about in the last couple of years, right? You know, so it's like, well. It has to do with the laws that governments pass. So it has uh-huh. to do with the demand from the people. Yeah. So in our country anyway. And mm-hmm. as you demand things, the government or the legislation then puts laws in and passes certain laws, An which changes to... industry, mm-hmm. which guides industry. So, you know, in a, in a country like Europe... Sort of the same, except the government is more like, yeah, this is really not good. Like, we're going to make industry change if they yeah. want to sell to our people. Um, in America, we're just for sale. Yeah. So th- it's it's difficult. Well, and it's I, – I correct me if I'm wrong. You probably know. But, like, the European market is one of the reasons that, like, Apple has started to use USB-C, right? That's what I had heard that – That is the reason. That, like, yeah, basically I, they were – they said, like, there needs to be a truly universal – charging plug whatever you want if to call you it. want to sell your phones in yeah. europe you have to we cannot have the tech waste of just cords anymore yeah. like even that is just enough There's it's too, too much many cables exactly so like that is so you're cool not to helping me. well think about think about what regulation is regulation is so that the people don't get screwed over mm-hmm. basically by companies and it's like you're buying their product anyway right yeah. you're doing all these things it's only fair that we meet in the middle somehow. Like this is like an iPhone is no more is it like a luxury item in a yeah. way. In certain no. in certain places. Uh-huh. No, you're absolutely right. I mean even even in a lot of instances it it's one of the most universal things. Yeah. You know, like everybody has crazy. a phone. Everybody I don't know. It's it's really interesting the world will keep on spinning. But things change the world, like what we're going through now with our with the energy crisis in Europe, uh-huh. and um, you know the recessions and yada yada and all these things. And 
you know, I mean, I'm going to be 35, actually, this month I turned 35, and, you know, as I get older, I'm more aware of how these things affect the overall, like, vibe of work and the economy and, like, the people around me and, like, how happy people are in general, like, when you see them in town. And Uh so it all, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this, but... I haven't seen you in a while. I'm just like, let's talk about things. I know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very fun to me to think, like, we just got off on, like, um, a very interesting recycling and, like, eco, everything. Like, Look, it, I was working with, like, you know this, I was working with celebrities. I was, like, going mm-hmm. to L.A. all, like, every other weekend. I was making a buttload of money, and I was like, yeah. I'm living the life. This is so fucking awesome. I'm hanging out with Snoop Dogg. I'm so cool. Blah, 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 blah. Right? And then I'm like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. All this stuff's going to end up in a landfill. And I'm creating millions and millions of pieces of just junk. junk. And and it's just such a, like, depressing thing. Yeah. It's so... And, I'm and just that's like, junk with your name on it, right? Like, to feel that way. Yeah, and I was feeling like, so crazy. It just, and just thinking too much about it, and I was like, yeah. I just... I'm not being, I don't mean to be reductive by saying junk, you know what No, I mean? it's but literally, like, it's, it's like, no, because it's like, I was doing, like, skincare and yeah. things like that, so it's like, the component that, the product that a person uses is just ends up yeah. in a landfill. Because, and especially plastic packaging, so I'm just going to go off on one little tangent. Mm-hmm. So the problem with, like, wrappers and plastic packaging is that that they're made of more than one layer of plastic. So it's usually uh-huh. three layers of three different types of plastic. So how do you recycle that? Yeah. You can't. So one of the things going forward that I know my company is pushing companies to do, um, and hopefully the government you know, because that'll be the big change, is that they change their plastic wrapping to monolayer. So if it's one, like, type of plastic uh-huh. that's covering, like, the candy bar or something like that, then that stuff could actually be recycled. But the plastic wrapping on your Snickers bar right now ain't being recycled. Okay. It's too... There's too many layers of plastic, and you can't separate them to melt them down. They're made up of different... Um, like structures so it's probably otherwise it just like burns and melts and yeah and it makes you know emissions yes oh wow so anyway i'm sorry (laughs) it's okay because all that we talked over megan right now was the uk spot which was i forget oh oh i know it's some british shit it's um the pigs nope before that the pigs was straight show the UK spot, Miss Piggy sings trees as a tree comments on her performance. Oh, th- I should have known this? this was the UK spot. Yeah. I should have known. The episode, okay, so the This the was best fucking way boring. I've discovered to find the UK spot now. It's the is most boring part. After John Denver, it went to black. Oh. And then it came to Miss Piggy doing the thing. So, oh, it you know the secret. Okay, now. Yeah. season four. Yeah, you we're know. seeing through things. But, okay. <laughs> You're now an expert. The piggy thing sucked. You're whatever. a 33rd degree Muppet Mason. <laughs> but this next spot, three hiking pigs sing Happy Wanderer. This is what but I thought the UK spot was. every time they sing the third Vendorva, Valderva. Falls off the fucking cliff somebody, and dies. Yeah, something bad happens. 
the way they die is so fucking funny too. When the second pig falls, he like literally cartwheels off the mountain. I loved this. So and that much. last pig to die was like he knew it was coming. And he didn't want to continue singing the song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he gets hit with the avalanche. I loved that. I and this is another one of those songs like, why is this familiar to me? Yeah. But it was familiar. Next, Miss Piggy shows off her designer collection hiking suit to John. John, having a bit of fun with the obviously unprepared Piggy. What is that, a gold LeMay? He didn't even say LeMay. Asks he if said she's something. packed her snake bite kit. <laughs> he then asks if she's packed a sharp stick to prop open the mouths of attacking alligators. I have to tell you, she was like crying in this sketch, and I felt bad for her. And he was like laughing at her, and yeah, I was why like, is she I hate this. Teased like this, I'm like, she's actually scared. Uh-huh. Like poor Piggy. Yeah. You're okay, Piggy. And you don't know what her childhood was. You don't know the trauma that she's been through. You don't... In, yeah. You don't want to do that. Like, all she wants to do is be with her man. And she's, like, really oh trying God. so hard. Megan, you're worried that Piggy's going to be triggered by this conversation? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Miss Piggy is no snowflake, Megan. She is triggered. She's crying in John Denver's <laughs> arms. She's clearly triggered. John also warns her that... Piggy, one other thing, and this is of, of critical importance... Yes. Every morning when you get up, before yes. you put your boots on, yes. be very sure to shake them vigorously. Why? Well, Piggy, at night when you're asleep in the swamp, sometimes there, there are spiders and little creepy crawly things, and they'll, they'll get in your boots. And, and if you don't shake them out... <laughs> crawl in her boots in the middle of the night the spider in hocus pocus 2 what what that was so like silly and stupid so <clears throat> remind me of trunch bowl that when the movie. cat for some reason the movement oh yeah, like, yeah yeah <laughs> when the, yeah when like freaking out that movie i like there was a certain point where i was like this is a long fucking prelude though like that opening segment was Long. But literally, young Sarah Sanders mm-hmm. with the Sanderson sisters, mm-hmm. like, with the fucking teeth, was oh, so funny. Oh, that was Winnie. Oh, Winnie, but yeah. She was a really. But what about the really the Jimmy one too with the uh-huh. mouth? Talking other kind of. Wrong. I was like, you're so Those funny with your Helen really Hunt really mouth. <laughs> I will just always call it a Helen Hunt mouth. <laughs> Piggy races downstairs to confront Kermit about not warning her of the dangers of the swamp. I'm glad for Piggy. She fucking loves herself. She fucking was like, "You didn't tell me this, Kermit." He says he was saving the. He was. He's such a dick. Saving those dangers as a surprise. As a surprise? Uh, well, no, I was saving the best part for a surprise. <laughs> surprise? Hmm? Kermit, you are out of your little green mind. <laughs> Genius, but you know, I, I was born in the swamp. My my roots are there, and I, I just wanted you and my other friends to see it. But uh, we don't have to go back to the swamp. We can uh, we can go to back where to where to where you were born, the sty. You know where your roots are, where pigs eat swill and wallow in the mud. Remember that? Huh? Fuck off, Kermit. She was a little teacup pig, and she was brought up by humans. It, <laughs> Just kidding. She absolutely was. 
Um, <laughs> but that's like what a piece of shit. He's like you're Kermit. You're from you're from a swamp. Let's not throw stones. Yeah, Piggy maybe was born on a farm, but like. But Charlotte was there, and salutations. <laughs> I looked at you. I'm like Charlotte. Was there. Charlotte was there. Oh yeah, absolutely. She was there because Miss Piggy is some pig. <laughs> Oh, man. So now our final segment of the night. John sings Grandma's Feather Bed with a full bed of Muppets and dogs. Grandma's Feather Bed? Is this like a little kid who goes to their grandma's house? I don't remember this. Was this not in the episode? My grandma had a sleep number. and I Oh, not a sleep number, but the one you could go. And I would just go on it and I'd be like, I want my legs all the way up. I want my head all the way. Because those were not like, like sleep numbers are like so intricate. Those were just like your legs. Or yeah, yeah. Like and, and meanwhile, my aunt had a water bed. I remember that, and Yo, I would be like, Grrr. "Water beds are so weird." Wait, who did you see Licorice Pizza? No, I okay. Didn't. There's a whole water bed salesman with, situation with there. The actually, I have to tell you, Licorice Pizza was pretty good. I liked it a lot, actually. Watch it on a plane. Is that a Paul Thomas Anderson? Yeah. There's only I've white people in movies. those movies. Yeah, no, there's absolutely only white people. Mm-hmm. It's true. I was like, I love his aesthetic, and I do like his movies, but it's it is very that. I I like jokingly when we were watching Hocus Pocus too. Like it opens up in the real world, and the one girl is Asian. The oh one yeah, it's like Latinx, and I was like, this is woke. There's not enough white people on the screen. Oh my god, you're so funny. I was like, when I saw that, I was like. LOL, this is, uh, they're making the new school version. Uh-huh. It's like, yeah. it's because the original was so 90s. It was it, ridiculous. It so and then this one is very much of the time, yeah. too. So I liked, I appreciated that. I, it made fun of itself. And I feel like they really did a good job. Like, they did a great job. And I they listened, did a way better job than I thought they were going to do. I listened to a podcast with Jen D'Angelo. It's my watch. Wow. And it's it's about my recycling going out tomorrow, oh. Megan. Um, I bet your town doesn't the subject really of this episode. I'm kidding. So, <laughs> right? This is the recycling episode. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I listened to a podcast the other day with Jen D'Angelo, the writer of the movie. And she talked about how much she loved the original. And I feel like that was very visible. She loved the original? Yeah, she loved she... watching the originals. Okay. And when she was, you know, hired to write the sequel, it was exciting. And, when I saw you, you 29 know. years ago. I actually really liked the movie. I I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, also, it was on Disney Plus and I watched it, like, you know, I, at I, home. I think I'm saying I liked it so much because my expectations for it were so beyond low. The one commercial that I was like, wow, terrible. this is good. Like, the scene where, where Sarah... Huckabee Sanders, I mean. Sarah Huckabee Sanders is on the thing, and she starts doing the amok thing. Amok. Oh, yeah. So again, I'm like, really? Oh, and then Winnie literally goes, stop doing that. Like, <laughs> I'm like, yes, thank you. I <laughs> loved this. I loved that, um, a couple things that I loved. I loved that um, there, it was like very much like you're nothing without, you know, your friends, your family. I did love that. I love that message. Um Especially, like, the one-to-one of, like, the three sisters and then the three, like, found sisters, you know? like I love the idea of, like, okay, so the new, the old-school 90s jock was the jock that was, like, 
you're an F word, you mm-hmm. know, you're yeah. whatever you, you know, you suck. And then like the new school jock is like just dumb. It was like, I didn't realize I was making fun of you. I thought I was just making conversation. Yeah. And he was so earnest mm-hmm. about that. And I was yeah, like, this is was, so like, funny. He just doesn't know how to connect with he people. Under- yeah, exactly. Yeah. He didn't understand. He did not understand. It was like, ah, oh. that what he was doing was like, and then you feel you're like, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, he talked so weird. I don't. There was something about that kid. That really I like that somebody else became a witch in the movie, which was cool. Yeah, that was really interesting. That like, and she kept the book. And the book you like wanted to be. You're like, oh, the book has yeah, a new like, home. We started. They they started telling her story, and it's like, are we supposed to root for her to become a witch? Oh because, yeah, like, I feel like they set you I up from that from the beginning. To, yeah, like I want her to be a witch yeah. and successful. Oh, you do a ritual on your birthday? Yeah. We, what do you want to end up like Nancy? Oh, oh, do you think she did? They remake the like craft, Nancy? or is that they a dream I have? The craft. But it must have sucked because I haven't heard shit about it. It had to have sucked. We should probably watch that. And yeah, like, lightly talk. About I that literally haven't heard about it. I, I was like, I honestly thought it was a dream. I was like, wait, was that real? They did. They did. They absolutely did. Like two years ago. Yeah, the Hocus Pocus has been out two days. I've heard about it from I like know. several different people. <laughs> You know what I mean? The craft? I know. When did that come out? And you're like from probably even like several different kinds of friends who would have interest in like things. Like, you know, like you watched it with your brother this morning and your niece. Like, you know, like, like you've, yeah, you've heard about it all over the place. She's like, oh, Nora, my niece, who's going to be three. Oh, she loves this movie. Uh I'm like, all right. It just came out like a day Um, ago. It just came out a minute ago. (laughs) All right. So at closing, it's just John and Kermit off for the camping trip. John tries to comfort Kermit, telling him... Kermit, never mind. We'll have a great time. I'll, I'll I'll teach you how to catch frogs. What? Well, yeah. What you do is is you wait until dark, you see, and then you take a flashlight and you shine it out in the water. John, I know and... all about those flashlights. How do you think my eyes got this way? Well, listen, I'll find somebody else to go camping with me. We'll see you next time on the Muppet Show. Later, after the closing credits, he decides to invite Statler and Waldorf, who are not pleased. Statler and Waldorf got a lot of screen time this episode. And the next episode. I really, I like, I like the way they're being utilized as not just heckling, but like also they're still heckling, you know? No one can see Doug right now, but he has like a great full head of hair and it's like all like, it looks so good. I fucking love it. Ugh, Megan, do you know who Crystal Gale is? No. I feel like this is like a name that I've heard before. Crystal Gale is a country pop singer who was who has released over 20 studio albums in the beginning of the 70s. She's probably best known for the song Don't It Make My Brown Eyes Blue. The fuck Literally, does that mean? what song is that? And also, yeah, like, what the fuck does that mean? All right, so here's the, the synopsis for next week's episode. The Prairie Dog Glee Club sings very well, but Scooter says they have pack rat blood in them. They keep stealing everything. The Prairie Dogs go wild taking everything Kermit has, including his collar, which leaves him naked on stage. Finally, all the Muppets and even Crystal are undressed by the little thieves. Jeez. All right. So all right. join us next week for the Crystal Gale episode. Um, you can follow us on social media at ITTWTM. And uh, until next week. Thanks for the gumball, John Denver. Oh.